0: I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet, and not the name on your back. Yes,
1: sir. Because we
0: know what it represents. It represents
2: everybody here, you see, yes, and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, men.
0: I swear to God, I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got. Strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills Let's go. Let's go. on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to The Off-Tackle with John Fiena Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into The Off-Tackle with John Fina Show brought to you by Endel Elmer to Endel and Elmer I care sorry so I'm trying to do two things at once <laughs> uh, It can be a tongue twister it can be on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network. My name is Joe Miller and uh, I am uh, sitting around some legends this evening for this show and I'll be honest with you I I, I am not super uh, excited to be here talking I, I if we could just if the three of us could just chill and like talk about like barbecue and food, And like the old days when you guys used to just go out and kick people's asses because you were supposed to (laughs) instead of talking about that blank show that we all had to sit through yesterday. But anyways, my name is Joe Miller. And as you can see, I'm still pissed off right there. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired and uh, here with the uh, always present and beautiful John Fina and a special guest uh, for this show, uh, Jerry O. Big, big, Jerry o How are you guys tonight? How are both you guys doing?
1: Oh well, let me tell you. uh, You got to vent last night on oh, the Overreaction I? Pod, and then you get to come and tell Jerry and I we have to talk about fishing and barbecue. <laughs> like we don't get to vent. I've been saving it up, <laughs> Jerryo. What do you think? Total BS, right?
2: That's just Joe, man. You know, yeah. He doesn't want to. Re- he I doesn't want to relive to go, it again. Man. He's already relived
1: it once. He's got to relive it again dude i uh, uh I was, go ahead I, I was checked out for the show and then now it became available and i had to watch that garbage today just so i could be up to speed <laughs> i should have called in sick twice but i won't be here next week so jerry O, you're on next week and i think oh, i'm on next oh, week again? Out next week i'm out
0: next week as well so yes so it's and Spence,
1: jerry O, or sarah this is gonna be the off tackle with john fina show hosted by joe miller oops Jerry O. and Spencer, Sarah.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome, everybody, into the show. Thank you uh, for everybody piling into the comments section. It's so good to have you. Whether you are consuming this podcast, vidcast, on uh, like after this show uh, on your favorite podcast network or you're watching it live with us now, please like, please subscribe. Uh, We'll do the best we can to interact with you and to get some of your comments up onto the screen. I'm going to let these two guys like go at it for this show. So I'll be able to monitor the chat really, really well. And when good questions come up, but uh, if you feel the need, if you feel the desire to super chat us, please do. If you want to ask Jerry or John a question, uh, especially about maybe some of the stuff that came out today or happened yesterday or where you think this is going or whatever. But we're going to have, we're going to try to have some fun talking about this game. And I don't know what's going on and who that is, but one of y'all, it's Je- John, you're... You're, you're you're giving us some digital distortion. I don't know what it is, but yes. what we're going to do first, uh, we are going to listen to uh, our spot from our show sponsor, Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. Uh, Picture this. Go. Crystal clear vision without the hassle of glasses or contacts. Imagine watching Josh Allen's game-changing touchdowns with absolute clarity. At Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, we can make that a reality. Now, in a matter of seconds with Zeiss Smile technology, You can see clearly and get back to doing the things you love as soon as the next day. Visit us online at FICTA.com and take our free self-test to see if you're eligible and schedule an evaluation. FICTA, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. Focused on you. Go Bills. We are focused on you. It's so good to have everybody with us. Gentlemen, it's on like Donkey Kong. So let's... uh, It's on... Let's just, let's just, let's just jump right into this thing. Um, and yeah, I think it's, uh, it's time for your thoughts. You've been bottling it up. You've been holding it in, waiting for this moment, John, Jerry.
1: Well, I guess we should start with something really important. Uh, in the chat, we suggested that Jerry and I, uh, coordinated our outfits, but, um,
2: John, man, your headset. All right. Now you're creating static.
1: Yeah, you've got you've got oh, some yeah. digital distortion going on. You got
2: a hardwire headset there available.
1: Um, I'll drop and uh, reconnect. We'll see what happens. What do you think about that? All right, let's do that. It's audio I'll distortion, I'll... not video.
0: Yes,
2: oh, audio. Now, now it just went, went away. away. So whatever you got over there, you just touched and it works. So go ahead. Now, now it's
0: back. Coming back. Okay. It's bad or it's good. It's uh, it's it's there, but it's barely there. Let's just get started. And if we have to, <laughs> if I have to mute you, we'll mute you. But yes, let's. By the um, way, you know,
2: Mimi, Mimi said you can start with fixing your audio, Dad.
1: That's great. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it, it, this issue with my audio kind of reminds me of yesterday's game. Mm. Like, you turn around, you look one play, and every play, one guy is screwing up. Mm. And you, ju- you just can't have it. So they all took turns like, hey, uh, I didn't get my turn yet. So I'm going to miss this block or I'm going to run this route or I'm going to eyeball that guy downfield or Dorian Williams doesn't pass the guy off and make it to the flat. So, yeah, it was pretty aggravating, just like my audio not working.
0: Yeah, your audio is working. Actually, it's, just, it's just adding some noise. It's giving, it's giving us some flavor is basically what it's
1: doing. Well, listen, my my cousin Christopher Fina works for Sp- Fox uh, Sports, Ooh. right? And they do all the spots, NASCAR spots. So when the cars go flying around on the commercials, my cousin does all that. He comes to town. He resets up my entire setup. And it went from boring, lame, but effective to high tech and spotty. So, (laughs) I mean, again, another corollary with the Buffalo Bills game, right? That's funny. Spotty. That's best. funny.
0: Yeah, you know, we can we, we just yeah, keep we can keep those rolling and keep them coming. Jerry, what were your thoughts on this football game? And I'm sure that we're gonna talk more than just that brief statement that John just gave us. But yeah. Well, the
2: he first was cool. thing was my I, I I tend to find it humorous when people attack Bill Belichick. Don't take that the wrong way, Joe. I'm not saying that you did that yesterday, which you did, but I do a lot um, of times. I think that people people don't realize that, that Belichick can scheme up defense and I thought that they did a wonderful job on defense Mm -hmm. Um, at the beginning of the game I thought he did a really good job of disguising coverage confusing the receivers and confusing the quarterback and I think the kind of tell that that was happening is a lot of times offenses will go to an empty set right and Mm -hmm. if you notice they went to an empty set quite a bit early and it's to try to determine you know to see that coverage more clearly if you put more receivers out there Now the defense has to come out. they got to get man-to-man. they got to do different things. So it was to try to clear up the confusion in the coverage that the Patriots were running. So I thought the Patriots did a really good job defensively. Second thing is their offense, it was like circa 1990s when John and I played there. I made a comment to you guys. I said, I think Sam Gash made millions of dollars in the NFL Mm -hmm. catching the out route against us over and over and over again. And he did it against a team that had the blitz, right, to try Mm. to bring pressure. And, you know, I thought that he did a wonderful job of scheming up our our defense with the pressures and hitting the little dump passes, going and replacing behind the uh, linebackers where they were before they blitzed, bringing those tight end routes across, hitting those those shorter routes. So I thought that Belichick did a really good job scheming up both sides of the ball. But the biggest thing for me yesterday was – just, and it was another, it was another game. And, and I know you guys were laughing at me because I decided to chart all the plays yesterday and it was a tale of two different, you know, when we were trying to just run our offense, we weren't very good. Mm-hmm. When we got into about seven forty-five left in the game and we had to have two scores. We went to the two minute offense and we scored two touchdowns in about five minutes and looked really, really good. Um, And it kind of, You know, I didn't say I wouldn't say woke me up at all, but it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to what I think a lot of us feel might the situation might be, which is we're trying to to get 17 to play in this ball control, you know, dink and dunk type offense to Mm -hmm. help our defense. Mm -hmm. And that's just not what he is. What do, when when Sean McDermott says, oh,
1: hold, on, hold on a second. I, I, I want to just touch on what Jerry said. They did a good job scheming and there were a lot of guys coming free. And, every, you know, my, my typical way I watch the game is I will watch the entire play, see where the point of failure is, and then go back and then determine who caused the point of failure. And it looked like there were a lot of free guys coming in um, yeah. on pass protection yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, geez, this is an inordinate number of them. Now there were Torrance had two just miserable plays and, and uh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Connor McGovern had a really bad play, but to Jerry's point, if you go back and you want to really dissect offensive line pay, play with respect to pressure or even the run game, you got to do it that way because there were a number of passes where if you got five offensive linemen blocking five right. pass rushers, right. then your protection is solid. The last guy, the sixth guy, belongs to the quarterback. Yes. And there were about, I, I swear, there were about five instances where. Man, that defense just was super well planned because we had five guys blocked. You cannot block six. And then on a, a bootleg to the right, Jerry, we we fake left, we boot right. Spencer Brown sells it. Um, I think it was Matthew Judon did not bite. He came up field. All Josh had to do was slide back to his left, but he just continued to roll. So they're not. It's not always on the offensive line, though. It was there were some poor instances. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of different things. Sometimes it's the quarterback, sometimes it's the line, sometimes, damn it. They have the right defense called and they had a lot of the right defense called yesterday.
2: Right. And and real quick, before we get to the next thing, Joe, and what, you know, what John was saying was, you know, the sixth guy comes, you have nobody for him because you're empty and you got the back out of the backfield. Sure. Sure. So the quarterback's got to, the quarterback's got to go ahead and, and account for him. And I think I counted yesterday, like they had one sack, but they had like 12 pressures. Um, and a lot of those pressures were in that, that empty formation.
0: No, I was, I mean, I'm not ready to move on from thoughts on the game. I, I was more interested in what your guys' comments would be around Sean McDermott constantly saying, you know, as long as we stay on schedule. As an offense like you know, we got off schedule, we weren't on schedule, or I felt like we were really on schedule. Like what the hell does on schedule mean? Because the only schedule there should be is scoring freaking touchdowns. However, you need to score them. Do you want
2: that, John, or do you want me to take that?
1: Well, I'm a little mystified by it too. I, I think what I'd say is when he says schedule, then he's got an arbitrary or maybe not so arbitrary thought process of if we've got 160 yards passing, we should have 60 running if we've run, you know, 25 pass plays, we need to have 11 running plays. So maybe he's got some sort of metric where he's trying to keep this balance in his head. Jerry, what do you got? Because I, I am a little mystified by that.
2: I think on schedule also means that you're it's the old adage, the old saying, you're you're not behind the chains. Right you're always gaining some sort of yardage you if you're on third down it's third and six or less right you're not giving up uh, you're not causing penalties where you're having to be third and 20 or you know first and 15 um, you're on well, we did a
1: we did a fair amount of that yesterday right too.
2: exactly so I think that was also part of what he was talking about was just where are you within the down sequence are you are you within that 10 yard realm within
1: your within your down sequence In a position to succeed on third down, third and six or less, right? Reasonable down and distance to convert. You know, it could all, if if he meant by managing the clock, we didn't manage the clock very well. There were times when the clock damn near ran out. There was a delay a game or two. Uh, It it did not have the feeling of uh, a plan put in place that was run smoothly. It just did not.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting. I assume that that's what he meant, but there's always just a little bit of uh just concern especially right now for me as far as how much is the head coach meddling in the offensive side of the football. Now, I don't for one second feel like he doesn't have the right to know or the right to be a part of or there, I mean any good leader is going to is going to know what's going on on that side of the ball. Um, any good leader is also going to allow the leader that he put in charge of that side of the ball to effectively do the things that he wants them to do or that they need to do to be successful. But even today in some of the pressers, you know, we heard Sean McDermott say, uh, you know, that, that, that he, there, there's a, an aspect to Josh Allen's game. When he was asked, and I don't don't remember the specific question, but there's an aspect of like when it's when it's time to take what the defense gives you, you take what the defense gives you. And when it's time to let Josh be Superman, then Josh needs to flip the switch and go out there and be Superman. And Ken Dorsey was also asked some interesting pointed questions today to where they just asked him, you know, what is the level of. Uh, connection? What is the level of involvement that Sean McDermott has? And, and and he said, well, it's more hierarchical. We meet, but it's more of a philosophy thing. And I think to me, that spells a lot of problems, specifically given the history around Brian Dable. And those two did not get along. And the reason that I don't believe that those two got along was because Brian Dable was given the same thing. Hey, I want a balanced not necessarily run heavy offense, but I want balance. I want an effective run game, blah, 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 blah. And Brian Dable's like, I got Josh Allen. Like, what are you talking about? And it created a lot of tension between the the two of them to the point that Brian was trying to get out. Like Brian was, if he had not gotten a head coaching job, he was he was going to dip. He was going to bounce because it was uncomfortable for him. We saw it in the handshake last week, which there basically wasn't one. And now we've got Ken Dorsey basically giving that to Sean McDermott, which in my opinion, has put Josh Allen in a situation where he is not having any fun.
2: And what's funny about that, Joe, is he probably coached for what people would say is the biggest hard ass in the game of football. Two of them: Saban, Saban, and Belichick, and Belichick, <laughs> and Belichick. Up, and, and, Belichick. and and he doesn't have those issues with either of those two guys. So yeah, that Belich- is interesting. But, but Belichick, you when know, th- th- they about
1: well, think about this though, I mean, you asked Joe. Your initial question was: Is Sean meddling too much? If he's meddling. At all beyond a you know a ten minute meeting once a day, he's got a defense to run. So I hope to God he's not spending his time over there meddling with Dorsey in the offense. I mean he's got he's got to give it free reign. I, and whether that means unleash the beast or you know let Dorsey just run it any way he sees fit, uh, I don't think now that he's the DC he can really spend a lot of time trying to direct that offense. And you're right. He has a right to know. Again, it's his job on the line. Yep. But he he likely doesn't have the time to do that. Yeah. It's uh, so Dable.
0: You know, yes, played for Saban and, and or coached for Saban and coached for Belichick. However, Belichick, when Brady was in his prime. Let Brady be Brady, and let that offense be whatever offense that they were going to be, as long as they scored points. Right? I mean, he was in control of the defense, and I, as much as I, getting back to the original point you made, Jerry, as much as I slam Bill Belichick for being the not being the quote unquote greatest head coach of all time because I don't think he is. I think with Tom with, with Tom Brady, he was. Without Tom Brady, he's average at best. Um, he, there's nobody that can argue he is probably the greatest defensive mind to ever right, coach football. Like the dude. There's, there's personal history between the Bills and him that goes way back as far as that goes. But when you're talking about this game in particular and what the expectations were coming into this game, like I was 98% sure the Bills were going to curb stomp them. Like the, the Patriots were beyond bad. This is like historically bad for Bill Belichick and that team. Like I said it on my show last night. It was in the news. That Patriots offense went 30 like drives without reaching the red zone, not 30 snaps, not five drives, not 30 snaps, 30 drives. And the Buffalo bills let them score on their first two drives, like bang, bang right away.
2: But if you notice too, this wasn't a game where they put a tremendous amount of pressure on, um, Mac Jones, Mac Jones to throw the ball downfield past 25 30 yards. I mean, he made a couple right. of long throws, but this was again within the, it almost had that feel of when we played Miami, right? That dink and dunk, dink and dunk then hit the big throw. Um very user-friendly offense for them yesterday. Um by very, the way, the the play discrepancy was eight if my I might be off one or two. First half was 18 passes to 11 runs. So not dead nuts 50% each, but pretty close. Right, but um, no, I mean, I think that it was, it, <laughs> it had the feel, it had the feel of Belichick being two steps ahead of us at all times,
0: especially, you know, especially offensively. How overwhelmingly overwhelmingly predictive, predictable is this offense right now? Well,
2: I meant even them playing offense with our defense. I thought that there was always a guy sitting where you know, sitting where he needed to be in the hole, replacing linebackers. I think both sides of the ball. And you're right, the
1: offense is extremely predictable with what they're trying to do. Um, but it's well, just you're gonna be predictable when you when you don't have pressure at the wide receiver position. I just don't think that Gabe Davis is the guy. Shakir, they're either not trying to utilize him in a more threatening way. They're not utilizing the rookie tight end who's in my opinion, that that was the key to success. If you didn't mm-hmm. have you know, a premier wide receiver too. Now, um, you, you go to Dawson Knox, he's got this injury. Reggie Gilliam has caught balls in the past. Why, why are we not, why are we putting a guy in with a hand injury? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, if he says he can play, he can play, then catch the ball. There's no, you know, you don't, you don't get to choose both. You don't get to say I'm fine and then drop a ball and then go have surgery. And I, I feel bad for the guy, but stay out of the game.
2: But the can't. writing was on the wall anyway, John. If you looked at the way the thing went, when when he they kind of phased him out, I guess maybe towards the second half, after the drop or whatever, he wasn't in quite as much, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Kincaid started getting his reps and eleven personnel when they were going three wides and one tight end. It, Kincaid was was seen and noticeable. I know he didn't. You don't yardage wise. You're and, like and.
1: And that goes back to the discussion of right. underutilizing rookies in McDermott's team. Right. right? He did have the J- catches. James Cook is electrifying. Find more ways to get him open. His reaction on Josh's Josh's <clears throat> scramble to head downfield and yes. make that catch, he looked like a five year vet doing it. Right. He has right. acceleration in the hole, he has a great jump cut. You know, he doesn't tackle easily. Uh, I mean, he's a star, and you know what? We're we're keeping him from launching. It seems uh, if you don't have wide receiver two, bring in Latavius Murray, and get Deontay Hardy, some get somebody else in there, and get Cook out of the backfield, creating mismatches in the middle of the field with linebackers because those guys can't cover. I just felt
0: I just felt like of all the games, this one was unacceptable, right? I mean, it, unacceptable. It, it, there's an aspect of week to week. There's an aspect to any given Sunday. There's an aspect to all of those types of cliche things, you know, and especially, and I said this on my show at nauseum yesterday, you know, week to week, it's week to week. This is a week to week league. That's what everybody said in the presser yesterday. Well, and they've been saying it for a couple of weeks. It's a week to week league. Well, you know what? This is what you look like every week. So it's no longer right. week to week. This is who you are, right? And I think, that, well, I think again, that-
1: I mean, Joe, Joe, you just expect them to reveal too much. They're never going to reveal anything. You are always going to get those lines until you might think the house is on fire. The rest of the people in Bill's Mafia might think the house is on fire, but we're not going to get any, you know, dripping with blood, bite size video and audio chunks coming out until things just start, you know, the gunfire turns on one another. It's just not going to happen. But it and, also, McDermott won't allow it.
2: And Well, the other thing to be nice is if McDermott could take his ass to a podium on Monday and have a press conference in front of everybody instead of hiding in his office behind his desk. I mean, I mean, that's, that's leadership and, you know, 101. That's, you know, I, if I talk to somebody in my office, I move, remove myself from my desk and I get face to face with them so I don't have this wall, right? This, This kind of aura of I'm powerful and you're not or I'm the boss and you're this, you know, get get in front of a podium and talk to people and make eye
1: contact. I mean, doing it on Zoom is ridiculous. I I don't disagree with you, but you can only do that as long as two circumstances are met. Number one, you've identified the problem and maybe they don't know how to fix it. So if you can't identify the problem and fix it, that's number one. And the plan, this is what we're going to do. Maybe they do have those two things and they're not sharing, but I agree with you. I'd be more forthcoming if I, if I could say, here's the problem, right? And this is how we're going to fix it. But I don't think they have a real diagnosis of what direction to go. They might be able to identify the problems, but not have a plan. Or maybe they're still trying to figure out who's the problem.
2: Right. Well, here's the thing. And this is, before we get much further, I'm just going to get straight to it. You can't, they have... And, and, John, we've seen – I mean, there's guys like this all the time. I mean, we played Tennessee, and Eddie George and, and McNair were the two of the biggest quarterbacks, running backs you'd ever seen in your life. NFL's about freaks, right? There's freaks everywhere. We happen to have one of them that plays quarterback, okay? He is an elite athlete with elite size and an elite arm talent. Mm-hmm. And to continue to try to put him into a system that helps our defense because we might have to – make a, you know, have a quick change and play on a short field because he threw an interception or something is ridiculous. you got to let the guy do what he does. They ran one called run yesterday. He's not running, okay? If you want a comparative of what this, what this looks like, look at Philadelphia earlier in the year to what they are now. They changed one thing. Jalen Hurts is running again. They tried to not have I mean, him run as much in the beginning of the season. Now he's running again, and all of a sudden, wow, last night they had an epiphany. They start scoring in the red zone. Mm-hmm.
1: It's hey, Jerry, it's not, let me ask you no. this. All right, you played – did you play 11 or 12? I played 10. All right, you played 10. Maybe somebody needs to go to Josh and say, would you trade the last four years at the back end of your career, wear yourself out and win a Super Bowl, or do you want to play 14 years? You know, I mean, maybe they're not asking the kid. Maybe they're protecting him for something, but... If he wants to win right now, let him loose, right? At, 20, I at 26 him.
0: years old, he is not thinking about his 30, his right. his, his football career at 37 and 38. That's and what's
2: what I'm same? saying. And what's I'm, I'm agreeing with you, let it yeah. let him go. Yeah. And what's to say he doesn't play 14 years? But if you look similar situations in the league, we talked about Hertz earlier. Dak Prescott's in the same deal. he he, he ran, he made plays with his feet. He broke his ankle. Then all of a sudden, hey, we got to protect Dak, and now he's sitting back there patting the ball, not because he's not in the flow of the game. That's not what he is. You got to let him run. And these young guys that come out of the college game nowadays—that's what it's about. If if option number one's not there, you can't find two. You better pull it down and go. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. And and his runs change games. And you got to allow him no to do question it. About I, it. No, and and no real question. quick, because I know you guys got things you want to talk about, and move on. But I liken it to Brett Favre. I mean, Favre was terrible with the football early in his career. Mm-hmm. He gets to he gets to Green Bay, and even his Holmgren is working with him. He's still, you know, he's starting to figure it out, but he's terrible with the ball. And but eventually, he eliminated some of the silly turnovers. He still mm-hmm. he still had one every now and then because he took so much pride and thought he could fit the ball in anywhere. But you know what? you're going to have to take a couple of those every now and then the collateral damage you got to accept to allow this guy to do what he does well and to try to harness them to me is silly. Yeah. I think, yeah, better,
0: I, think I, better, I
1: agree. I, I agree. But you threw something in there, the collateral damage interceptions, turnovers, et cetera. And you're looking at a defense that's pretty depleted. So I, think I bet- hear what you're saying. I guess if you score 48 and you can at least hold them to 35, you're in a good spot.
0: They held them to 29. You score 48, you win that football game. I think a better comp is, is Steve Young. You know, Steve Young right. was, a, was a mobile running quarterback that ran most of his career. Um, and there's something about those young guys that run a lot early. They generally have a tendency to mature. And they have a tendency to learn how to beat a team with just their arm. And then their legs become a byproduct of who they are. And they use it just to basically smash you into the ground, which is what Steve Young did. But for some reason, it's in everybody's brain that that Josh is going to become Cam Newton and be done by year six. And it's like, Josh is not Cam Newton. No, I don't see that either. Like it's even the types of hits he's taking are different when he runs the football. And Oh, by the way, and this gets talked about all the time, Josh gets hurt in the pocket. He doesn't get hurt running. <laughs> Josh, that was my – He's that hurt was right my, now from the, that's being my, in the yeah. look,
2: That's not, my, that's look, my look, question he, to you guys. Do you think he is a little banged up? Because I, I don't know because he was not accurate with open receivers yesterday. I mean, he made plays later in the game in the two-minute, but he did shoulder miss some throws. His shoulder's okay.
1: Yeah, throw. not as, not as bad as in London, I think, but – yeah, yeah, there were sure. there were a few errant passes. I don't know. I mean, Jerry, when did you ever play fully healthy? The first game of the season. <laughs> the the first practice. The first practice of training camp. <laughs> the first, yeah, first practice of training camp, right? And then that was it. And yeah, uh, so I mean, you're always going to power through those kinds of things. Let's. Uh, oh, sorry. You, you make adjustments. Let's go, go to the shortest. Go ahead, Joe. The, let's go to the shortest segment of the night,
0: <laughs> which mm. is going to be the good from this football game. What was? the good
1: hmm. uh, on so, defense i go ahead go ahead jerry no you go ahead you go ahead oh uh, i don't i don't think anything on the perimeter of the defense was glaringly awful the plan wasn't good we gave up a lot of you know six eight twelve yard passes but they they seem more by design so there was nothing glaringly awful in the secondary um i, I think that terrell bernard continues to play well mm-hmm. um and I think I'm done on defense. <laughs> on offense, uh, James Cook. You know, I, I I continue to say this guy's great. I think um, Dalton Kincaid looked very good. And you know, you want to say that's a every week he looks great, but we're not featuring the guy. We got to feature him. Stephon Diggs did Stephon Diggs things, and. Um, you know, I didn't think the tackles were awful. I thought the interior line play was substandard. The tackles weren't awful, but they weren't great either. With penalties, uh, Dion had a penalty. I don't remember Spencer having a penalty.
2: Um, my good, obviously Dalton Kincaid. I think it kind of, it kind of, cle- it, it it took care of itself today with the Knox announcement that he's getting wrist surgery. But mm-hmm. it's to me anyway. It was quite obvious that he he needs to be getting most of Knox's reps when they're not in two tight end sets. And I think you're going to see that now. Obviously, Morris is a little banged up with Knox out. They're probably going to be in in, in Eleven. 11 more.
0: They're, um, going back, they're going back to 11 with one tight end, a tight right. end that can catch the football. This could be the best thing that happens to this offense. But here's what needs to happen in that. But, but
1: not to Dawson Knox.
2: To Dawson <laughs> right. Knox. <laughs> but here's the other thing that, that needs to be figured out real fast. Is Do – I think in this next game plan, they've got to get Hardy and they got to get Sheffield or whoever involved much earlier, more in the passing game, get them playing the slot, especially Hardy, and see if these guys can do some things with some speed stuff over the middle to open stuff up. And are they the compliment that Diggs needs if Gabe Davis isn't going to, if he's going to continue to be invisible um, in, in the passing
1: Joe game? Did this, Joe did this big yawn thing, either agrees yawn. with you so much he can't stand himself or he's just so angry he can't. I don't know what's going on. I no I, no with, with respect to what Jerry said about I know I, I,
0: I and, know I don't know what's going on with like this. Where offense. where are and they? I, and I don't right. know what's going on with Josh Allen because Josh Allen when he had when he had Stephon Diggs and he had John Brown and Cole Beasley and I think Dawson Knox back then threw the football all over the field and and spread it all over the place. When John Brown moved on and he had Emmanuel Sanders and, and Gabe Davis was the number three wide receiver and he had Cole Beasley and he had Dawson Knox with Steph Diggs, he threw the ball all over the field to everybody, spread it around pretty much like butter, just spread it all over the field. Now, all of a sudden, the only person he's throwing the football to, and I know that he hit nine different receivers yesterday. That's not what I'm talking about. He's focused on Stephon Diggs and that's it. Trent Shurfield is a good wide receiver. Deontay Hardy is has proven this year in a Bills uniform with one catch in almost every game where he catches the football, makes a guy miss or two, and then gets a first down and then like doesn't get another target. It was on the radio this morning that Gabe Davis, his, his yards per target were like 1.6. Stephon Diggs was at five. Deontay Hardy was 10. Josh threw him the ball twice, I think, once he caught the ball, and then he overthrew him badly on the second one. I don't understand. You've got weapons on this football team. Why is he afraid to throw them the football? I guess they could not be getting open. I could surmise that they're not reading the defense the way that Josh is, and I know Cole Beasley, as much as people in this town don't like Cole Beasley, was always on the same page with Josh. Josh knew where Cole was going to be. Always and maybe he doesn't have that level of trust, but that's something they gotta fix, right? I mean, these guys are good wide receivers, and we're not using them
1: at well, all. Otherwise, otherwise, why do they live in the zip code? Right. Why are they in town? What, right. what are we doing? You got other guys, Andy no, I...
0: bring up Andy Isabella and see if he vibes with Josh, if he is on the same page with Josh, if it's not Trent Sherfield, right?
1: I, I just mm-hmm. You, you said something last night on your podcast, Josh staring down receivers, and that's exactly what happened on the, first play. First,
0: Did, the first play. Never yeah, took his eyes. The very first play, yeah, and
1: eyes I mean the guy covering in the flat drops far enough to intercept the ball. A fat Throw slow line, a,
0: a fat slow linebacker dropped off dropped Just, off this man and took the ball away.
1: Throw it to the flat. He was obviously open.
0: Yeah, my point was that when you are a six-year veteran all pro quarterback who's played in the playoffs and won playoff games, you can't make that mistake. You cannot that's a that's a mistake that 2018 rookie
1: Josh Allen makes. I'm gonna I'm, I'm throwing I, and it to I, I love the play. I love the play call. Sure. What, I mean I'm I'm great. We've been running the ball effectively Call call freaking play action on first and ten opening drive. That's yeah. great. But if it's if it's you know, want to get a completion, feel good, then throw the out route. Right. Throw the guy that's covered by the, the linebacker.
2: Yeah, Jerry, what do you want to say? Diggs was targeted 12 times yesterday, but only three times in the first half. So um Well, they, you know, they only had four
0: possessions. One was an right. interception, one right. was uh there was a missed right. field goal in there. I think was right. it a touch? There, no, there was a field goal. Right. And then uh, turnover on downs right so a kneel down a kneel down
2: right and obviously in the second half they 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 went after it passing wise um I, I they need to figure it out because I don't think I see a lot of teams especially and and it's the it's the old and they try to do it with on the first play of the game that was the pick but People are attacking the middle of the field at will in the NFL right now mm-hmm. with, the, with the smaller slot type receivers. Attacking the middle of the field, or they're running that long drag or that long. <laughs> the Vikings uh,
1: quarter, just did it. Yeah, oh, look, on, on, cue, the, the, the,
0: on cue. The Vikings <laughs> right. just did it.
1: <laughs> right. The, the rookie the rookie from BYU, Amon uh, St. Brown. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. On Ross St. Brown. He's not I a mean, rookie. He's right. not a rookie. No, Especially, no. You but know, the, the kid from BYU is yeah, a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Pakwa oh. N- Nakua? Or whatever. Mako and Nakua. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so
2: why do we not attack that area of the field? I is it personnel? Well, is well it, it's either is it it's either by or scheme
1: or it's by personnel, right, Jerry? It's either scheme or personnel.
2: But the thing is with me, and again, I made a I made a snide comment again today after I did last night as well about how I'm watching the Eagles game, and it's like it's amazing when you allow a quarterback to ad lib and run and you know do things off schedule and how of a sudden thing good things happen. Um I also made another comment today on on out there on Twitterverse. You know, there's the Eagles who are six and one, right? Or five and one or whatever they are. Six and one. Two weeks in a row now, they have made a trade to help their team get better. Mm-hmm. Um t- you know, today they make the trade with um the Tennessee Titans for the um uh, for the safety. His name uh slips my mind. Last week they went out, and I know he's old but he played last night and he caught two or three balls in Julio Jones. You um you know, it's it's one of those deals where are we that strapped that we can't make trades to try to get to try to bolster our team if that is that not our philosophy, is that not what we want to do because it would seem to me we have some some players that we can move and get value back. So I want to, so, what's you know, what's your position right now? D tackle? I mean, uh, well, I, mean linebacker, I don't D tackle, receiver? Probably my first get would be to
0: try to find a receiver. Oh, that's you have come off your position of Gabe Davis officially, if that's the case. But,
1: my, but, but I, like would, you I would just said we have Deontay Hardy and we've, we've got uh, Khalil Shakir. And but here's we have, the thing, John uh, those Scherfing, other teams. We got Andy you're Isabella, right. And now you're you right. want to go get another guy when we haven't tried these guys? I you're think right. you go
2: where, where there's injuries. But the Eagles have guys too, but they find that but they find one that they think is better. They don't. They're not afraid to go make it because. And to me, that's the big thing. To me, is fair.
1: Be willing. I, I just to, think that defensive line right now looks a little scarier. I'm mean, Puna Ford. I watched the play yesterday, and I was yeah. like, really." Well, yeah, Puna, that, Puna played well last week against the Giants, though. Right. I know, but and you know what's curious is this guy. If anybody can figure out why I got 64 from Adlib 716 without somebody in the chat knowing the answer, um, listen. This guy has been playing great, and then just absolutely gets worked on two pass plays up the middle. And you just, I mean, Jerry, I hate this. You know, people say, "Oh, we're you know, they took them lightly. They didn't prepare. They played down to the opponent." I never think that players do, but when you lay an egg against a one in five team, I mean, it's an unacceptable loss.
0: Jerry, you have now come off of your uh, Gabe Davis is my wide receiver too, and you were just asking right. pointed questions about where are the drag routes, right? Where yeah. where where where's the creativity in the offense? A lot of
2: is? that, was, a lot of that was Jerry stirring the pot.
0: Hang on a second, that's good, that's fine, yeah. but I'm going to I'm, I'm going to grab the spoon and stir for a second. <laughs> You're talking about plays. There isn't a throw on the football field that Josh Allen cannot make. There isn't a throw on the football field that we have not seen Josh Allen make. So if those things are no longer in the offense or if they're not available to Josh Allen, is it the quarterback or is it the offensive coordinator? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to answer that one.
2: I I can answer it. I mean, if you're not letting Josh move and do the things he does athletically, it's obviously on the coaching.
1: Right. Right. Well, all right. Yeah, I agree, but for a different reason. I think you have to plan to expose the middle of the field. And I don't think we're planning on it. Also, I don't the offense. Yeah. So I'm saying offensive coordinator. Part of what I said last
0: night was, you know, I, I got to do my show. My TV was on just like it is right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm Occasionally gazing, but I knew what was happening above my computer screen. I knew the Eagles with Sirianni had this crazy, creative offensive game plan, and we know what Mike McDaniel is doing in the with the Dolphins, and you know this crazy, creative game plan. And then you watch the Buffalo Bills, and it looks nothing. And I know that I know that Brian Dable is gone, but this is still Brian Dable's quote unquote offense with Dorsey's fingerprint on it, and it is a shell of what it used to be. And Josh Allen is a shell of who he used to be. I think that the difference is what is the what is the offensive philosophy?
2: Are you calling plays and you're calling plays to have your best players beat their guys to get open? Or are you calling plays that you're putting the defense in a bind and you're saying, Okay, it doesn't matter if the guy running the route Stephon Diggs, it can be Sherfield, it can be Hardy, can be whoever. That defensive guy's in a bind. He's either going to do this, and if he does this, I've got this. If he does this, I've got that. Right. And I think that's the Eagles in the Miami, in the Miami situation. They put the defenses in a bind so much with their athleticism, with their speed, that you just, you know, you just—it's hard to be right. It's that old art. I don't think everything's RPO. I think everybody likes to say it's RPO. I think there are quite a few, but there's less than you think. But still, I think it's it's
0: it's putting teams in a bind and taking what they give you. I think the answer is easier than that. And you asked the right question. Uh, how is the o- offense operating in respect to the defense? And they need to come to Jesus pretty quick about the fact that this defense cannot play from behind, which means no. that that offense better go get fourteen points in a right. hurry because they're they've always been better because Josh gave them, 14 to 21 points since 2020, right out of the gate, bang on the field. Right. You're not going to have, everybody's not going to have the 49ers defense that
2: they have this year. You're not going to hold right. teams the 14 and a half points a game. It's just not going to happen. Today's football and the rule sets, you've got, you know what, your defense goes out on the field, you say, just, just give me three stops, just give me four stops, just give right. me one turnover. Right. In and in a, a prime example, that's Miami game. But we slugged it out, went went what, four or five drives in a row, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Back and forth. Then the Bills finally made a stop.
0: That was a blinking contest though.
1: Right. A blinking contest. Uh, right. Wait, wait for the other guy to blink. Yeah. Right. And and we can we can survive that way because you can feed off of that enthusiasm and that level of competition. But it's a best- blinking. The sure.
0: contest works even better when you have a lead because when you play bend and don't break defense, and the score is seven to nothing, you're losing, or ten to nothing, you're losing. You're asking them to go make a mistake on offense, and you know what? They don't because they're not running hard like difficult plays. If you've got a fourteen point lead on them, you're pushing them into mistakes because they're pressing.
2: Well, Joe, since you put a question on me and put pressure on me, I'm going to put a, give you a question and put some pressure on you. All right. Didn't we just have that with Leslie Frazier? Didn't we just have a guy that played the percentages and kept everything in front of him, and just made a few stops, and our offense scored more points than the other team, and we won? Except for when they didn't, and that's the problem.
1: We just had that. All right. Well, well let's dial this back and say what's it, where we are today. What's what's the goal? What's the reasonable goal? Because if you say we're going to win. You know the one seed, I think you're crazy, no right? So what are we striving to get to now and how do we get there?
0: Right? So We
1: want to set, we could win the division.
0: Right. To right? set con- to set context, the Buffalo Bills this year have to, still have to play the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Patriots again, which now are apparently a problem. Like they do not the Bengals? Like they do not have an easy schedule. No. They don't. Oh, we don't either. No, no, that's what I'm saying. The bills, the No, bills. No, I'm saying we. Yeah. I just the bills gave you no, who no, the bills have to play. Okay, I thought you meant the Bengals. My bad. Yeah. No, the bills have to play those teams. So now, like, that's context for 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 John's question. Like, what should we?
1: Expect? So what?
2: What? Listen. What I want to see, John. Anyway, this is my expectation over the next two to three weeks. I want us to pick an identity and stay with it. And if it's painful, where we the identity is what we're doing now, which is keep Josh in
1: the pocket. I was just going to say the identity is is what right. we got right now. See, I don't think you're not going to get a huge midseason swing right now. But I don't this think we got.
2: But I no, I know who we got. But I mean, you can't tell me that this team can't do what they did against Miami, even though, even though Miami's played two teams with winning records and they got beat by both of them. That's right. Okay, so maybe we we pull back the boy genius moniker and say you got lucky with a schedule early in the season that wasn't very good. Okay, but still, I want them to pick an identity offensively. What are they going to be? I think they're an eleven team. I think they're three wides. I think they're a tight end. Cooks is really really good. Make things like you did a few weeks ago easier on your offensive line. And go, and you're going to have to let 17 do what he does. If that's not what they do, we're going to get the same thing we've been getting, which is, I think we throw stuff on the wall to see what sticks. I really don't know if we play within this grand scheme we're trying to trying to
1: run. Uh, I, look, I'm on your side. I hope they do something that, that's that's different. But my gut tells me that they won't for one of two reasons: that they just feel like they're not executing properly, and they can they can fix this as it is or secondly the guy who needs to install is not the guy like this is what we got because that's his limitation so i oh, look i'd love to see it i hope i see it i want to win the rest right wouldn't that be cool right to go 14 and 3 right i don't i don't smell it it ain't cooking in the kitchen right now but what what can we add ingredient wise from trades or or subbing guys in and maybe add a little bit of as joe would like to see a little flare here and there but uh i i think we're i think we're in real trouble because we need to be 10 points ahead given the the style of defense we play and the number of injuries that we have on defense absolutely so it, we're at the point in the season to where everybody's saying the same damn thing you know let josh loose and the reasoning behind it is we need to get ahead and we need to get ahead early and we're not starting fast and that we don't have a rhythm and we're having a hard time sustaining drives and defenses are. Um, defenses. I'm sorry. Offenses have figured out how to stay on the field and give us fewer possessions. So if we're going to have fewer possessions, we've got to take more chances. So, The interesting
0: thing about all of that is you said, John, and you're not wrong, we're not going to see a big change from this offense midseason, but we did because after that Dolphins game, we went to the – well, we went to London to play the Jaguars, the Giants, and then yesterday. Early in the season, especially the three big wins that we had against Washington, the Raiders, and the Dolphins, Josh Allen was – and this offense was taking what the defense gave them. He was throwing the ball to the flat like a machine. Like it was his job to only throw the football to the flat. In the last three games, I think I counted two, maybe three times where he basically scanned the field and then went and just threw it over the flat. One was in the game yesterday and it was late. That's a big piece that just got revoked from the offense that if they put it back in, automatically put builds rhythm into it. There's also something to be said for Josh Allen running the football because if he is a threat to run the ball, they have to bring a guy down to cover and take care of Josh, right? Which opens up everything behind him. Go ahead. What are you going to say?
1: I'm just, I'm now I'm totally vexed. Uh, Did you just say, let Josh be Josh. And then now you want to go back to throw it in in the flat. No, no, no. no. Those, those those two things can can live together. You went this way. Then you went that way. And now I don't know which way you're going, but we're all in this category of like, we're kind of pulling our hair out. I'm I'm going to get the Rogaine right now.
0: They can live together. I'm not saying only throw the ball to the flat. What I'm saying is in those three games, Josh was playing Josh Allen football. But he was also taking; he wasn't forcing things. That's what I'm saying. Like, and now we've gone back to a situation where it's like, run the ball or force a throw. Run the ball or force a throw. Versus, there's just, I, uh, you, uh, yeah. I'm sorry if it came off that way. Look, not what I meant. That's not what. No, I meant. no.
1: Look, we're all we're all throwing spaghetti against the wall to see if it's cooked, right? But which I never do. Uh, <laughs> I'll will say this, and I I, I want to make sure I touch on it. If Ed Oliver has a real toe injury, don't uh, expect to see him soon. Right. If it's a, if it's a real toe injury, trust right. me, I had one, and I played through it, and I cried every week. I, yes. I wanted to cut my foot off below the ankle. It hurt so bad. I, yeah. it, was, it was miserable. I had two steel plates in my shoe, and at the end of every game, they were like rubber. I mean, it was it was the most painful thing. And Ed needs, Ed needs to be able to push off. So um, I don't know what his status is, but if it's a bad toe injury, that's going to be a real problem in the middle of that defense.
0: This has been a fun conversation. I had to throw that out there just no, good.
1: for the people listening.
0: Good stuff. This has been a fun conversation. Um, and what I want to pose question-wise I am not a person who is a fan of living in the past. So there's a lot of people that are like, bring back the K-Gun. We've been hearing bring back the K-Gun since the K-Gun left, right? Um, and I'm not a fan necessarily of that thought or that idea. To me, there's one Jim Kelly, right? There's and, and and Peyton Manning was kind of the predecessor to that offense of Jim Kelly. And it isn't even being done today. There's like not a quarterback out there today that can run what Jim Kelly and Peyton Manning were running back in the day. Both students of Ted Marchabrota. However, I've been saying for years, uh, and it came out on the radio on GR Today, they were talking about it as well. Josh Allen in a four-minute offense is almost unstoppable. And, John, you and I have talked about it. When they need it, they can flick the switch. We talked about it in this football game. Jerry said it. In the fourth quarter, whatever it was, they're like, oh, we need it right now four-minute offense and they went down and they scored two touchdowns in five minutes they is well, there- i glad
1: i'm glad you texted him when i told you to text josh so start
0: to, start <laughs> what is the reason up? that they just don't run more of an up-tempo not a no huddle necessarily muddle huddle like why do you why would you not if you can do it why would me, 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 everybody wants to answer
2: uh
1: it's your okay. show i it's your show. You I'll go say ahead. this: you'll never see the no huddle like that again because, to be honest with you, it was pretty limited. Not it was in effectiveness; limited. it's very limited. The number of plays you can roll in. I mean, we ran probably the same eight plays over and over. If there were even that many, probably three runs yeah, and I'm about five about, passes. Right? I'm not talking about. That. I'm talking about so, a four-minute offense. I and I and this. See, you cut me off. This is the part where I agree with you. It'll take quite a bit of work, but I think it's doable. You have to have a way to get in a variety of plays, two plays to Josh that he can choose at the line in a four-minute situation where he can opt for this pass or that pass or this run or that pass. And it's a little bit – there's a little bit more to it now. I think the athletes, the secondaries are better now than they were – The the part of the the beauty of the K-Gun is you had guys on the outside that mismatched in a lot of situations, plus an amazing running back who could catch the ball out of the backfield. And there are more athletes on defense now. I think it's doable in a four-minute style, but not never. You'll never see, I don't think, a no-huddle like the K-Gun again. Jerry?
2: Um, I'm going to tell this story again. I know Joe's heard me talk about this, and John, I'm sure you remember this, but... It's it the old the off season we had when we decided we were going to be a two back football team. Okay. gun. <laughs> the sea
1: gun. Um, <laughs> defenses
2: defenses had caught they had caught up to the K gun. And that's where the zone blitz came from. It was Capers or um, the other um, the guy that was the long term the long time coordinator with the with the Steelers.
0: Oh that, uh, I you know that's right I my tongue. he um, took Capers he was, took over for him. he was the defensive coordinator for the Bills
2: for a yeah, Yes, exactly. So anyway, they they Ow. that's where the zone blitz was. They were you know Dre would look in from the slot. They would go ahead and bring two. Dre would cut it off. Jim hit him on the slant, and then that's where they they came up with the the zone blitz to take the slant away. But I'll never forget this. We're in we're in Denver. It's like the third preseason game of the year, I believe. Dick LeBeau, thank you, Daniel.
0: Who all, who was like ninety years old and looked like he was forty five. Exactly, <laughs>
2: and we've been struggling all preseason moving the football with our new offense. So we go out and we're in Denver at mile high. We run one series and we look like hot garbage again. And Jim calls everybody over and goes, we're not doing this anymore. We're going, we go back out. We're no huddle K gun. That's it. And he makes the decision on the sideline. We're going to do this. So we go out, Jim goes straight. He's like, he sends Carwell out of the game there we go one back, three wides, bing, bang, boom, like four plays, score a touchdown. And and it was either Tom or Shaft or Shafter said, okay, I guess that's what we're doing for that one. And we stayed, <laughs> and we stayed with the K-gun the rest of the season. Is this a situation? Okay. Josh is in what year? Six or seven? Uh what year is Josh. six. Six. He's in his sixth year. Diggs has been in the league a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I would pose this question to Stefan. I'd say, Stefan, what do you want? Do you want the ball thrown to you 12 times a game, or do you want to win? And I'd go, if I was, if I was, if those two, I would be like the Wonder Twins in in the superheroes uh, uh, cartoon, and I would come together, and I would go straight upstairs and be like, yo, this is, they've been around long enough to have input on what's going on. I really
1: believe that. Well, I, I agree with you, Jerry, but, Not all players know what they want. They're they're great players, but strategy, game planning is a different thing. So, uh, you know, you don't know that those guys are those guys. Right. I just uh, We don't even know that about Josh. Josh might not be that guy. I mean, if he is, he needs to go upstairs and and say it. I
2: don't care about a love affair. I, I said this earlier in the year. I don't care if they like one another. I don't care if they go to each other's parties. I can give rats. What matters is winning football games, and they need to figure it out. Because if it's not working, then something needs to change. But I, but well, you're
0: you're invited for re- Thanksgiving. Jerry. Who's responsible to figure it out? That was the questions that I asked yesterday on my show. So who's re- who's the responsible person to figure it out? In my opinion, it's the offensive coordinator. Why continuing continue trying to shove this? Down the little kid's throat when he's not gonna eat squash, like stop trying to force feed him. Right. But at the end of yeah, the day, I agree.
1: I agree. And then and then Josh has to be the guy to go up and say, I'm not eating squash. I'm not eating squash. I don't he, care, I don't right. care
0: what coach wants, McDermott. I don't care what he wants, I can't run this offense anymore. But, right, at the but end of, you, you you can't do it without a plan either. I think the right? I think it's there, it's it's the same offense, it's not missing, it's not. Everything that they're missing right now, at the the very least, everything they're missing, urgency, energy, rhythm, timing, uh, keeping the defense off balance is in a four-minute offense with Josh at the helm of it, right? It's all right there in front of them. But for some reason, and I love James Cook and I love what he's doing, but I think you can – Josh has a better running back group right now than he's had his, his entire career. Run
1: that old offense
0: with James Cook. And Latavius Murray, and they will freaking Uh, dominate. I'm
1: not saying it can't be done, but you're saying it's just flipping a switch. I mean, there's all kinds of mechanics that go in the background of these things and they can figure it out. They're smart guys. The, The question is whether they want to, whether they really think that there is a problem. They might be sitting there saying it's a week to week league. And, right. and this week to no week leagues
0: going to find them sitting home playing golf in January. It's it's just the Bills ruined my day yesterday, and now Josh is, is shooting my balloon down today. Or not Josh, John and is shooting now my and, balloon down today.
1: And now Jerry is also.
0: <laughs> you guys in your professional like tenures. <laughs> yeah. See, but that's
2: my whole thing, and that's what I'm that's what's so frustrating to me. We've seen flashes of greatness this season, it's there. Where where is it going? What's because injury wise, the offense has not been hit with the injury bug like the defense has. I mean, yes, they have just lost Knox, um, you know, but we don't have the same issues offensively personnel wise that we did with that we're having with our defense. So why why are we in this funk?
1: I I, I agree, and I think it's a personnel change at wide receiver is the first step, and and in adding some. Uh, you call it four minute offense. I call it up tempo. They can script a couple of drives, uh, you know, at various times of the game and say like this is the plan. We're gonna go out. We're gonna do this and and run it. But I think I think we have a personnel issue at wide receiver. Let's
2: do this. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you guys this question. I know we're coming up on it. You're good. If you could change one thing Thursday night, if you want to see one thing Thursday night differently, than you've seen in the last so many weeks out of this offense, what is that one thing you want to see? Because the mind's push eating.
1: the game to Sunday. Push the game to Sunday. <laughs> I think I, first of all I think I think the Thursday night NFL thing is an absolute disaster. It's a it crappy is. broadcast. It's a pile of steaming horse crap. Um, and it's unfair to the players and their health it's and their not mental safe. health. And yep. it's not safe. And it's okay a, it's one, real, one real one real thing. One real thing. Well, it well, and, this is my way of delaying because now I'm on the spot so then, then I'll, I'll give you mine I'll you, go I'll go first, first. I'll get the give, so, give Josh the, just give the Josh the ability to make one read and run I was and, just gonna, gonna out. let, out.
0: let Josh out. let Josh run give him scripted runs give him the ability to take it and go when he wants to and give him a scripted run in the um, somewhere in the first series which is what we did before I'm out yep that's exactly that's it are you out no, oh, that's what I'm I saying. That's were,
1: it. I thought you were quitting. I thought you. were no, oh, no. I, I mean, all pro OCs in our spare time. I mean, I want to see. I want to see
2: him running the football violently. That's what Ed is a tone setter. The
0: the most amazing yeah. thing about Josh's comments about we've got all these all pro at home offensive coordinators that think they know what they're talking about, but they don't know the play call. They don't know this. They don't know that. Is that's he right. went out first He's of all? Right. What except he went out and proved everybody right. Like this past weekend, but more than that, there's there were actual beat reporters that like, I don't was agree one, with like, that. Hang on a second. Hang on I, second. I was think one the in particular it was the like poor
1: play did it
0: that like that he tweeted out roasted like somehow Josh Allen just roasted all the fans. And by the time the game was over, that same beat reporter was posting, "What is going on with this offense? Where's the creativity? Where is this? Where is that?" And it's like, "What is happening right now?" Because you are just
1: like, yeah, everybody is vexed. There isn't a single person who is not vexed right now. Mm-hmm. Because because we want more. We think we have the guy under center to do it. We think We've we have it. the right pieces in place, and we just don't think that they're being utilized to but, uh, the skill set of the guy under, under center.
0: But there was there's a reason for that, and I know that we're running long, and I apologize. So going back to the K-Gun, we watched that offense be dominant, and it only got... Not dominant, for lack of a better way of saying it, when Kent Hull retired, right when Jim got old, when Thurman was old, when Andre was when pushing defenses the limit,
1: got smarter, Defense got smarter. On, regardless just of the blame players, you're so
0: shallow. Stop. Regardless of <laughs> offensive coordinator, regardless of what was going on, the seasons and blah 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 blah. It was. This is the same quarterback, it, it, and he's not old. It's it, he's got the same center. Like there's an aspect. Like there's
2: no reason. Guys, he started, and I don't want to hear about skewed
0: stats. That's the
2: next annoying thing. That Oh, they're just skewed. They're just skewed. I'll wait. They're, dude, before the game started, as trashy as they've played, he was number one in the league in touchdown passes, and he was number one in the league in perce- completion percentage.
0: So obviously and, has a little and, bit of talent. And third down conversions. Obviously, he's a little bit talented. He's very talented, but there's no reason for what we're watching right now. Like there's, there's yeah, no reason for it. I agree with John. Though. So, the, I, I so hate, the, John, the, I hate to say this. The,
2: the, I agree with you again. Yeah, you agree right. with <laughs>
1: me. I agree with you all the time. So, so the good news is we all agree. The bad news is we have zero effect on anything. So That's right. I know, I know McDermott tuned, tunes into this broadcast, you know, at a different <laughs> IP address. Oh, He is yeah. a zoom meeting master.
2: I'm
0: sure he is.
1: Yeah. Am I getting us uh, out of here? Uh,
0: so, any final, I'll any say final this.
1: Talk? I'll say this, Jerry. Thank you for uh, being on tap to contribute. I'm glad that you decided to stay on for the show. Joe, um, you know, you're going to have to take a pill. I had to take one yesterday. You're on three, the game, your show, and now this show. You better go see a masseuse or something <laughs> or a therapist. I don't know what, but I think – I thought you got redder as the show went on. I'm I'm a little concerned, buddy. So if you You need somebody to talk you off the ledge, I'm here. Uh, Don't call Jerry because he's been known to push guys off the edge.
0: Jerry, I probably need to be pushed. Jerry missed it. Yesterday, I went after the Bills players, the Bills coaches. I went after the beat reporters. I went after the fans. I went after everybody. Like, there was nobody left unvictimized by me. And then, like, the movie...
2: And then like the movie Slapshot, Joe went to the penalty box and he felt much shame.
1: (laughs) So, so Joe, I'll I'll tell you this and then we can cut out real quick. I I did enjoy your comment about too many of the beat reporters want to be buddy-buddy with the organization, right? It's like the White House press room. You want to try to play friendly so you get called on so you don't ask any challenging questions. I agree with you. I, I I couldn't agree with you more, and I think that you can push and be respectful. Mm-hmm. What I what I and I saw it on Twitter yesterday. I was texting you guys. Uh, there are a couple comments out there that are personal attacks against players, which it's not it, good. No, not good. Yeah, yeah. Personal um, attacks on players is is not good at all. Jerry, so, any final thoughts?
0: Oh, sorry, John. Yeah. My bad. My bad.
1: I, I was going to say, Jerry, uh, enjoy hosting the uh, Off Tackle Show next week with John Fina. Jerry, anything. It, it, it can't be any worse
2: than the you when you invited me on to do the show with you and then had me run your entire show while we did the show together. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that. But, hey, could you come on and you know fill in for Joe? And by the way, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Could you send me a link and run not the not a
1: clue? <laughs> and that's that's Jerry's final thought is that although I work in the tech industry, I'm I'm tech in the <laughs> Uh my final
2: thought is I just I just want to see a glimpse of Josh Allen energy Thursday night. Mm. And unfortunately folks, after a game like this and then you got to come back on a short week, it's even harder to do. So hopefully we have short a miracle, week. you know. Yeah, really no week. And no. um hopefully
0: we see a spark out of him that that cuz when he does play that way, they follow. You know. ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the off tackle with John Fina show with a special guest, Jerry Ostrowski, both former offensive linemen for the Buffalo bills, uh, brought to you by Endel and Elmer. I care on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network. My name is Joe Miller. So good to have you guys. We appreciate you all of us for we, much love. Go bills. Go, Go bills. bills. Go bills. Support for this show comes from Vanta.